Welcome to the Ignite Donuts podcast, episode number 10. Today we'll be talking about human resources and we'll dive into that topic. Uh, we have Chris here who will be joining myself. And um, so you have an extra person this week, Chris. I'm hey, yeah, I'm not solo. Better. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you did a good job last week, uh, impromptuing it and talking about SpaceX. I think that's a very interesting company and they're only going to grow in the, at least the next couple of decades yeah and foresee so uh, they could they could really be like the company of the future if they because their whole mission is to go to mars and so if they actually are the ones who colonize mars they could literally like define the future of humanity so they're an interesting one to watch <laughs> but we're not talking about that this week this week we are talking about something far more down to earth shall we say uh human resources so um Human resources, that is a large umbrella topic, right? So that covers like payroll, employee management, I guess, or employee relations. What, what else? Like, what, okay, what is, what does our human resources do? That's a good place. Yeah, yeah. So I think in our specific and unique situation, our human resource manager is kind of is creating the content for the future of our business in a way like SpaceX is creating the path for the future of space travel and uh, space exploration and our human resources creating the platform and the foundation for the the journey of human future human resource it's <laughs> um, a lot less complicated yeah right in a part <laughs> of ignite Dunes with a lot less engineering per se um so essentially our hr manager has done created different documents whether it's written up reports evaluations interviews an employee handbook contractor handbook volunteer handbooks um, policies like social media policies there's so many different documents mm -hmm. that we need as a company to save our butts per se <laughs> and uh, allow us to establish a culture and allow us to establish a just a, a different vibe that we're trying to create here at Ignite as opposed to other businesses right. uh, and I, th I think it's very interesting um, and I'm glad that we have an HR manager because I feel like we're in limbo sometimes um, and not we need that one person or a couple of people that understands the business from the backside and allows us to reel, to reel us back in and say, Hey, we need to cross all, all of our, uh, our T's and O's here and uh, just make sure that we are all on the same page. We're doing everything legally and the right regulated way um, at the same time, building relationship. That's what an HR manager really is trying to yeah. do is build a relationship. So those, that's how I would specifically define that in a way. Mm -hmm. But any other ideas that um, HR managers do outside of what we talked about? Yeah, well, I, I was just thinking like the the HR the HR like representative. It's an interesting step for I feel like a startup company because most startups, you know, they start with like one person or a partnership or maybe three people, and then they're the entire business. And that's even how Ignite started. So when you only have, you know, five people on the team, it's a little silly to have someone who does all this works with employees, you know, it's just the owner. Um, but there comes a point where you need someone, like you said, to, to write this stuff down, like the policies and the employee handbooks, you know, it, it's the difference between, you know, it's just kind of working it out with your friends to help you sell donuts out of a food cart and actually creating 
uh, an infrastructure and a system that will grow with the business. And I, I'm just trying to think like that's a, I feel like that's a pivotal point in a business is when you decide like, Hey, we should actually write some stuff down as opposed to just, um, have the owners do everything. So I, I don't know what, at what point it's important to have an HR manager. I guess that's an interesting question. Um, I guess suppose once the owners become too busy, you know, I don't know. Um, well, I, I think going back to what you said, we didn't have an, an HR manager, I think, till two years going into the business, mm -hmm. um, around two years, I should say. And so at that point, we created a product, a service, and started creating a business model and started our business in itself. And then we were too big, to your point, to manage, micromanage and manage everything at that level. Um, and it was, it's a unique situation because we still were doing everything. And we were, I mean, the interesting part with us is like we were guiding the student into right. their degree because they're pursuing HR. And then right. on top of that, like, you know, we are trying to build the foundation for next semester so they can just go into their role and um, be fine and understand their role in general. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a unique thing for Ignite. And something we try to do is um, because we're student run by students, you know, we, we try to actually get students in the position they want to be in when they graduate. So and it's not an official internship, but your job at Ignite hopefully will train you. Um, so that's something we have to deal with is the training, too. Um, but I think that's an advantage for us, too, and makes us unique. Um, I'm just trying to think like, yeah, so some of the we wrote policies for hiring, firing. Uh, yep. the employee handbook was a big undertaking that is a large document, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to speak on the employee handbook. Why have an employee handbook? Like why bother? You know? Yeah. So I touched on in it, on it in regards to the specific culture that we're trying to establish here at Ignite. I mean, we go over our mantra, we go over our values and our, purposes as well as our mission statement and our vision and from a employee's standpoint people read through these page by page and just flip the pages because they don't really care right sign the end That's yeah <laughs> and, but in reality like every all those different topics really speak to what ignite is doing and unlike a lot of these other businesses that say that they are community oriented all of our actions that we do do are honestly like they're followed up and they they can be rooted with the employee handbook like right right, right. there is something physical to back up your actions i guess yeah. you know what i mean something that they signed i feel like a lot of these documents you don't think you need them until like you actually need them and you don't have them yeah so um that didn't really make sense but what i'm saying is you find yourself in trouble and it's really bad when you don't have these documents in place um, so I think it's a good, we haven't not had any problems with our employees. Let me get you wrong. Ignite Donuts employees are great. We love you guys. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> especially you, Ivy HR manager, anyway, um, they're great. But, um, if there was a problem, we can be like, ha, you signed the handbook. You know, we have that backing. Um, and so I yeah. think that's good. I, I'm glad we didn't like not I, i'll be honest when we started doing the employee handbook i'm like this is a waste of time <laughs> you know what i mean like 
why are we doing this? But now I realize, hey, this is good because we're protecting ourselves, basically. So. Yeah, and not only are we protecting ourselves, like we're creating a precedent of what we want going forward with our company. Right. Um, looking at it from a the positive aspect of it. And it's not something, you know, we're going to hold people against too. Obviously we have to protect ourselves, but in reality, the employee handbook protects the employees. That's a good point. And, yeah. And so I think that's the overall arching goal here is so that both sides are protected, that no one is overstepping each other based on what we have on there. And it's following the regular regulations that the state and federal law says in addition to that it has our own own spin to it on other areas that we can do and so and i think that what's important too chris is like some businesses create their employee handbook before they create the business we create the business and the culture before we create the employee handbook so mm. it actually allowed it to be seamless and allowed it to flow and that's where like everything is backed up because we've established the culture here already we don't need to change the culture to a large extent by any means we don't have a culture problem we just didn't have a documentation issue and, and that was solved with iv our hr manager so i think that's very vital and very important and so i'm glad we took that step and from um, a lot of different perspectives like it is a lot of work and so uh, but i'm glad we did it because now that's one less thing we have to worry about right i i, I do think that's interesting we're almost defining the culture of the company you've said that over and over and over again and i i guess that really reveals the true purpose of the employee handbook you know is to protect the employees but also define the culture of the company um which is really important especially for us i think it can make donuts we like to kind of pride ourselves on the culture and we like to maintain it so yeah it's it's a good thing to do i i, I think it's good that we did it after we started you know yeah we had a, a culture to find we already knew what we wanted to be because we were already that thing i guess if that makes sense so so i don't know if you want to dive into this the last the last thing i want to talk about related to hr is payroll yeah. um so our hr person doesn't do payroll but that's a very common hr thing to do um so I feel like we've kind of had an adventures in payroll. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about like some of the, some of the options that we have looked at for payroll and then. Yeah, kind of definitely. Yeah. So from a small business owner perspective, typically you have about three options that you can go about this. If you have employees or if you're paying yourself, you definitely need to have a payroll system for the easiest but the most expensive system is find a local cpa a certified public accountant and have them do your payroll it's going to cost you a lot of money per person per month if you go that route but the nice part is if they mess up the liability is on them right. and you don't have to worry about anything so if the irs wanted to audit you and they realized that there was a document uh, that was incorrect on the finances side or on the payroll side, that's not on you. That's on, that's on uh, your local CPA or your CPA, wherever you have it. Mm -hmm. That being said, if you 
use the next option, which is the medium ground, which is a software service. So Intuit or Square or other mm -hmm. services that have different payroll services, um, they'll essentially meet you halfway. And they still take the liability to some extent, um, but you still have to fill out all the forms yourself. Right. There's a lot of different forms that you have to do. Um, there's different forms that the state and the federal government regulate and require each individual person to sign when they get hired. So any job that anyone has ever had, if they've done it in a legal standpoint, they have to sign like four or five different forms. Right. And some of those forms might be to see if you're eligible to work in the United States. Mm -hmm. They want your social security number, like to say that you're a US citizen. There's a lot of different forms, and even the state of Michigan has like uh, a specific specific form saying that you're a resident of Michigan. Um, and so you need to register each person by whichever state you're in if they have those regulations. Um, and then that's a middle ground, and those cost anywhere between $35 to $60 per person per month to do the payroll. On top of that, you're going to have to have withholdings from the, the state and federal government. Um, so Medicare as well and FICA, your FICA taxes. So essentially, if you're getting paid $10 an hour and um, that's your, your hourly rate, you're not getting the $10 an hour mm -hmm. every single paycheck. You're getting the taxes deducted on that. And so right. the money that's withheld uh, on your pay stub is held by the the companies and so like here at night we withhold money and then we send it based on a uh, periodic system to the government um, and so all businesses that are do it legally have to go the same route mm -hmm. you can pay the government if you have a lot of money you can pay the government and within through the withholdings on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis um, and so it, there's a lot of different avenues on that side right. and then the most complicated yet the I guess the least expensive option is to do everything yourself so to get the documents and make sure that everything's paid on time um, and appropriately you, you take right. all the liability take all the responsibility but the problem with that is do you really know as being an owner is like did you fill out every single form? Did you have every employee fill out every single form? What if you have 20 employees? That's over 100 or so documents right. that you need. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of work involved right. in payroll. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. So. <laughs> it just keeps going and going. So I guess, I guess it, it really depends on how complicated you want to make it for yourself. You know, in this case, you're really paying for convenience. I mean, I feel like for, I guess, I guess the, the third and final hardest option is free unless your sanity has a monetary value. Yeah. Um, in that case, uh, it might not be the best option. Yeah. I, I, it, it's, it's, it's expensive. And I guess I do want to address one thing before we close out on payroll at least is, um, independent contractors versus employees yep. this is a pretty common thing and you see it like for example i'm a ship shopper 
I'm an independent contractor. So the, 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 as a startup, you can get into a trap if you are hiring your people as independent contractors and not employees. So let's back up here. What's the benefit of that? If they're an independent contractor, you don't necessarily have to pay them. You don't have to withhold the taxes in the same way. It's much cheaper for you as the employer. Um, you do have to send them a form technically, like a 1099, I believe, yep. um, once a year. But that's a lot simpler than W-2 stuff over and over again. The problem is you cannot set their terms of employment, really. I mean, you can, but you can't define their the way they work, I guess. And they have to use their own assets to get the job done. So um, for us at Ignite Donuts, that doesn't work because we tell a lot of our employees to show up, you know, at 7 o'clock. We're making donuts and then you go home. Like if we're telling you to show up, you're not an independent contractor. Um, now, if we said our employees or our contractors, if they were contractors, to use their own mixer and just hit a quota of donuts whenever they felt like it, maybe then they would be a contractor, but that's not how it works. So, yeah. I don't know if you have any thoughts on the contractor versus employee. Um, don't break the law. That's my hint. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of businesses take advantage of that. Right. They have an advantage over, over other businesses. Like, you see Amazon, they did that at the very beginning with their delivery drivers. They, the delivery drivers got into a lot of accidents, but it was never on Amazon because they were contractors. Same right. thing with Uber. Uber and Lyft became in a huge, uh, the taxi industry was mad at Uber mm -hmm. and Lyft because they, they, Uber and Lyft found their way in, which was through the contractor side. Um, that's how they had the edge over the taxi industries. Right. Um, and so Uber ended up winning. However, since then, like they've been uh, guilty of um, some, I, I guess I would call it contractor fraud in California and other locations where they have uh, resulted in huge million dollar fines. Um, but so it's a pretty um, risky decision if you are if you have a question about it speak to a professional speak to a business owner um i think that's my takeaway on that don't listen to the ignite those podcast this is not legal advice yeah it's entertainment not legal <laughs> advice <laughs> but we can always share our experience and our yeah advice. absolutely yeah absolutely. so we'll do it for free too so yeah but. it's free <laughs> Would you like me to close it off, Chris? Yeah, I think I've said everything I want to say about payroll and HR. It's an important thing to have. Um, and it's kind of up to you as the business owner when you decide it's ready to have an HR person. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, this is the 10th episode of the Ignite Donuts podcast. I have Chris Aiken here and myself is Casey Crowd. And if you have any other questions in regards to human resources or if you're interested in any volunteer positions here with Ignite Donuts, please reach us at ignitedonuts at gmail.com or find us on any social media platform. We're on them all and you can find us and we would love to have a conversation regardless if you are interested in working with Ignite or just have some questions about HR. We love you all. Thank you. Have a good night.